Welcome to the Mycotoxin Matters podcast from Alltech Mycotoxin Management. As mycotoxins present an ever-increasing threat to livestock production, join us as we discuss these impacts and potential solutions, sustainable farming, and our vision for a planet of plenty. Hi, my name is Nick Adams, Global Director for Alltech's Mycotoxin Management Platform. And you're very welcome to this episode of Mycotoxin Matters, where we're joined by Dr. Alexandra Weaver, who has been working on the topic of mycotoxins now uh, for over 12 years, uh, while obtaining both a MS and PhD uh, in the field of animal science and nutrition. Alexandra worked specifically with uh, mycotoxins in swine. Alexandra works in many areas of mycotoxin management now, uh, but with a particular interest in developing computer programs to track mycotoxin risk and assess the physical and financial impact of mycotoxins. Uh, she currently works with Alltech and supports the global team and customers uh, in any uh, questions uh, and topics related to mycotoxins. So, Alexandra, welcome to you. Uh, great to, to have you with us. Great. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Today, we're going to delve into the topic of mycotoxins and gut health. And, and clearly, uh, this area is one that has many different uh, elements to it, Alexandra. So, perhaps you could start by just giving us a, an overview of some of the different ways in which mycotoxins can affect gut health and, and why this is so important to animal health and performance. Yes, yes. So mycotoxins certainly can play a very important role in gut health. Um, it, most of the time, the animals are consuming mycotoxins through their feed. And of course, that feed is coming into the intestinal system. And so that intestinal system is the first area that mycotoxins can be influencing the animal, causing damage to that intestinal lining. And of course, that has many downstream effects on how that animal is perhaps getting their nutrients, maybe how they're going to um, they're going to have their growth performance changing because of these mycotoxins and, and the relationship to the gut health. So certainly that intestinal system is very important and mycotoxins do play a role. So if we build on that and yeah, you, you talked about the gut being that, you know, it's the first organ, as it were, that, that sort of sees the mycotoxins. What are some of the different elements then that uh, are affected by mycotoxins when we think about the gut? Yes. Yeah, so the gut is, a again, it's a very complex system. And actually, it does do a very good job in protecting the body. Um, there are many things that come into that gut system, not just mycotoxins, but other pathogens and other toxins that we consume, as well as all the beneficial components, um, all the nutrients and the food we're, we're consuming. So the gut does have a natural level of protection. And actually, we can look at these in four different layers of protection to that intestinal system. First, we have a physical barrier, which is composed of the intestinal cells themselves. Um, and then these cells are actually held together tightly with what we call tight junctions, which is basically a collection of different proteins. 
And so these, these cells are held together tightly and they provide this level, this physical barrier of that intestinal lining. There's also um, a second level with a chemical barrier. And this is actually, um, for example, the mucus that's produced by the goblet cells. So that mucus layer covers those cells and actually helps protect from any, um, any problems that are going to come along, such as toxins or, or pathogenic organisms. Um, the third layer is the um, immune system at the gut level. So this would be the immune cells and the secreted um, products of the immune system, such as immunoglobulins and cytokines. And so those help regulate, again, that gut level immunity and the interaction with any um, challenges such as pathogens. And then the final level, the fourth level, is actually the microbial barrier. And this is where we would have commensal bacteria, so the good bacteria that help promote good gut health and help reduce the chances or deal with problematic bacteria as well. Um, so that helps really give a good, um, a good overall uh, balanced system if we think about the bacteria that are there, the immune system playing a role, and then your physical and chemical barriers of that actual structure of the intestinal cell. So with all of these levels, you do get a very good protection. But of course, there's challenges that can get through those levels of protection. And of course, then you can have uh, downstream negative effects on the animal. That, that's a really nice way to break it down, actually, Alexandra, is those four different sort of key areas. Because uh, when we when you step back and you look at the complexity of the whole system, um, sometimes it's difficult to sort of see, well, okay, well, what are we affecting and, and how? So maybe let's start with that physical barrier, the actual the, the, the cell lining itself, so to speak, uh, of the epithelium. What are mycotoxins doing specifically to the cells, to those tight junctions that negatively impact the animal? Yes. So there's actually several different things that mycotoxins can do to that physical lining. Um, so first of all, they can change the cell cycle of those epithelial cells. So maybe that changes how those cells are replicating and growing. And because of that, we might get damages to the intestinal villi structure. Um, there may be lesions that are observed. And so that, of course, has negative effects on the function of the gut. There can also be a cell death occurring, so not just changes in that cell cycle of growth, but actually the death leading to those lesions. And then finally, changes to those tight junctions, which are holding those cells together. And if you have that, that um, weakening of the junctions between the cells because of changes in the way those tight junction proteins are produced, then you can actually get an, an opening in that intestinal cell, and that actually allows... Um, changes to, to nutrient digestion, absorption. It allows bacteria to potentially um, actually penetrate through that intestinal cell lining. And so you certainly can have uh, a variety of ways that mycotoxins are impacting that physical barrier and certainly some negative effects associated with that. Thanks for that, Alexandra. It, it, maybe we, we're going to circle back around to some comments around uh, the points you just made in a moment. If we pick up on the that chemical barrier, you mentioned mucus. Do we see changes in mucus production because of the changes to the, the physical barrier, the, the, the impact of mycotoxins on some of those cells, or is it because of some other uh, 
impact of mycotoxins directly on the mucus? Both, actually. Um, so mucus production can be impacted because there is a change in the cells. Um, either the cells that are producing the mucus, those goblet cells, can be negatively impacted, and so they're producing less mucus, and then you get a, a thinner mucus layer. Um, other times, actually, there's research with certain toxins, certain mycotoxins, showing that actually the, the, the goblet cells start to produce more of that mucus, but then because they're producing more, they're actually, they're, the cells aren't maintaining a nice balance, and actually at a certain point they just, you don't get enough cells, you don't get enough mucus, it actually starts to, to hinder itself because it's trying to produce too much mucus. So then you're actually reducing your cell numbers in over a long chronic period of time, which then finally leads to a lesser mucus. So the end result is the lesser mucus due to the, the presence of mycotoxins. And uh, in that chronic situation, then that lesser mucus barrier, that thinner barrier, then can lead to damages coming directly to those cells of the intestinal system. Interesting. So, so then if we pick up on the immune side of things, you know, clearly the gut houses a huge amount of the the immune um, infrastructure, if you like, of the of the body for all the reasons that you've been talking about in terms of it being that first line of defense. So what are some of the things then that mycotoxins are doing to that local immunity and what's the impact of that? Yes. Um, so the immune system certainly can have an impact from mycotoxins. And really, again, there can be multiple ways that the mycotoxins are playing a role. Um, they can lead to um, an overproduction of materials that are that are from those immune cells, like the immunoglobulins and cytokines. Um, this then leads to inflammation. So if you get this overproduction of these cytokines, that's they they are promoting inflammation, and that inflammation then, of course, can lead to uh, tissue damage and other negative effects. Um, you also, with the presence of these mycotoxins and the the production of these um, immune cell products, these immunoglobulins and cytokines, you get this imbalance in the immunity. Um, and so that can lead to this uh, changes to the maintenance requirements of the animal's natural natural maintenance requirements. Actually, they have to put more energy into the immune system. Um, you get the damage, as I said, from those immune products. And in general, you just kind of get an activation of not just the local immunity, but actually it can be a whole body immune response that that even starts just at that gut level, but it turns into a systemic immune response. And that can cause um, some, some significant changes in the way that animal is maybe then later able to deal with pathogens that, that come along or, or other changes to um, how they're dealing with any challenge from uh, an, an immune-related format. Thanks for that, uh, Alexandra. So if, if we then think about the microbes, and, and maybe this is the, the newest area in, in these sort of four, as it were, in terms of what's the impact of mycotoxins on, on the microbial population? And, and is that a, an indirect impact because we're affecting those other things that you talked about and therefore changing in nutrient flows, you're changing the populations in that direction? Or is it a direct impact of mycotoxins on some of the microbes uh, within the gut. So maybe just chat to us a little bit about that. 
Yes. Again, it's it's kind of both ways. Um, there's there's two thoughts on or two ways right now that we're seeing that that mycotoxins can actually impact those microbial populations. And as you mentioned, this is a very new area compared to some of these other uh, areas that we've talked about. And of course, there's the gut really does play and the, the bacteria in the gut play a very important role in many different aspects um, of health and performance. But if we think about the role of mycotoxins, um, we can see that in some cases they actually have direct impacts on those microbial populations. So maybe they're toxic to those microbes, um, your beneficial microbes maybe. And so you get a lesser um, population of those, those beneficial bacteria. Um, and that has been shown in recent research that you can actually get these reductions in beneficial bacteria. Um, at the same time, there's also been shown to be uh, an increase in bacterial counts of negative or disease-causing bacteria. So um, organisms like E. coli and salmonella have actually been shown to increase in their colonization of the intestinal tract. So overall, you kind of get an, you get an imbalance between your beneficial uh, bacteria and your disease or your negative uh, bacteria. Um, and, and also, there's research that shows that not just are you getting this imbalance, but there's actually an overall decrease in the, the microbial diversity in the intestinal system. So you're just getting a, a, an overall change to that intestinal system with these uh, the presence of these bacteria, and that obviously can change the digestion of nutrients and, and the way that that animal's gut is trying to interact with really the whole, whole systemic system of that animal. Um, I would also add to this too that I mentioned that there was the direct impacts on changing uh, maybe toxicity to positive um, beneficial bacteria. Maybe there's um, effects that that reduces their growth rate. But as you mentioned in your question there, there's also potentially uh, secondary effects on those bacterial populations because of changes to the nutrient digestion and absorption or the immune system, um, which then play a role on either the, the positive growth or negative uh, growth of certain organisms. Alexandra, it, it's a fascinating subject and uh, one clearly that uh, uh, we could then spend hours talking about, I think. Um, for the moment, I'd say thanks very much for, for those insights from you. What maybe would be some of the, the last thoughts that you would leave our listeners with perhaps around then the importance of sort of managing, understanding some of these mycotoxins so that we can minimize the impact on gut health? Yes. So I think, of course, knowing your mycotoxin risk is very important. Knowing what mycotoxins are out there um, in the diet of the animals, um, knowing if you have multiple mycotoxins present because multiple, multiple toxins have actually shown to increase uh, these reactions within the intestinal tract, whether it be the damage on the intestinal system or the response to the immune system. Um, so knowing your risk is very important. Also understanding that if you're seeing a gut health challenge, um, mycotoxins could be playing an underlying role in that, that problem that you're seeing. So you might think it's just an E. coli problem or a salmonella problem or, or some change that's occurring that you are, you're thinking is a different challenge. But maybe mycotoxins are actually changing this gut environment and either 
causing the problem or, or increasing your risk, certainly. Um, so thinking about mycotoxins as a component of a problem that you're seeing and a component of your whole feeding program is certainly very important. Thanks very much, Alexandra. Really appreciate uh, all of those insights. Yes, thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us today on Mycotoxin Matters. Uh, my name's Nick Adams. Today, we spoke with Dr. Alexandra Weaver. If you've enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave us a review. We hope you enjoyed listening today and look forward to you joining us next time on the Mycotoxin Matters podcast. For more information on the topics discussed, please visit nomycotoxins.com. That's K-N-O-W mycotoxins.com.